Hello, I'm Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. Welcome to the third episode of Security Women, the podcast hosted by Sylvia Frazier. In this episode, Sylvia speaks to Victoria Pelletier, IBM's Vice President of Talent and Transformation. Sylvia and Victoria discuss what it's like to be the only woman in the boardroom and overcoming some preconceptions about success and achievement in the corporate environment. Victoria also offers advice about creating your personal brand, career development, finding mentors, and work-life balance. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Commissioners. When we see women that are in positions of leadership, it's, it's, it's proof that it's possible for any other woman as well. Um, and I think it's important for us to recognize that you know, as women in leadership positions, there are a lot of younger women that are coming up and that we, you know, not only uh, need to, you know, appreciate the hand that somebody handed us, but you have to turn turn back and, and offer that same, same opportunity to the next younger generation so that they can find their way and be successful as well. I'm Julie Powers, Vice President of Operations for Commissionaires BC Division. For more information about our organization, please visit commissionaires.ca. Now here's Sylvia to introduce her guest, Victoria Pelletier. Hi everyone, I'm Sylvia Fraser, the host of Canadian Security Magazine's Security Women podcast. Welcome to our third episode, Women in Leadership, Women in Security, Trailblazers and Thought-Provoking Conversations and Inspiring Stories will be the focus of today's episode. And with me today, I am pleased to welcome the one and only Victoria Pelletier. I've had the chance to meet Victoria a a number of years ago, and I was most inspired and wanted to to share this experience with our listeners. So uh, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to being with us today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Sylvia. I'm I'm glad to be here. You know, I I wanted to say a bit about you and and really how can I I summarize you, Victoria, like really, but I will attempt because, uh, you know, your introduction is uh, is one and uh, that it's so, so inspiring to me. Um, So a bit about Victoria. Victoria is uh, the president, uh, vice president of IBM's North American Talent and Transformation Practice. She's the senior executive with over two decades of progressive experience in strategy, operations, growth initiatives, and business and talent development. She's a visionary leader with a passion for innovation, creativity, and diversity and inclusion. In fact, Victoria has won both the 2020 Mentor of the Year Award for Women in Communications and Technology and the 2019 HASBC Diversity and Inclusion in Innovation Award. Victoria serves as a board member for several organizations, She's also a published author, in-demand public speaker, and appears regularly on national television. An inspiring professional with impeccable credentials, Victoria is a trusted voice among peers and emerging executives. Um, So with that, welcome. Your story, Victoria, is an incredible one, and I have seen you in action and have learned so much from you. I want to be able to give this experience to our listeners. And so I'm going to ask you, what has your path to success have been as a woman in a male environment and in the executive suite? Oh, wow. So that's that's long. I'm sure we don't have quite this much time for your podcast listeners. So I will try to keep it succinct. Um, so I... I started out with the intentions, quite frankly, of being a corporate lawyer, but found myself 
working through university uh, in, in business, working actually in a bank, uh, flexible and, and quickly got promoted through the leadership ranks actually in, you know, within the banking organization. And, you know, so that wasn't, you know, I didn't find myself as, you know, the only woman at the table. It wasn't until making a decision, a bold move to, to leave um, the bank. And I was challenged, I remember at the time, from, by some of my colleagues who would wonder why I was leaving a banking institution, you know, with, you know, pension and, you know, perceived job security. And I actually remember saying, that's exactly why I'm leaving. All these reasons this one colleague listed out for me. And it was, but it was also a lot to do with, you know, challenge and growth. And so I became an executive at, you know, 20, barely 24, um, by making that bold move to jump from running operations within a bank, contact center operations, to leading as the COO and general manager for a large privately held outsourced organization. And that was my foray not only into, um, you know, being the only, and by that in two two ways, and in fact, at that point, it was the only woman at the executive table. And secondly, I was actually the um, youngest by two decades, at least around the table. So I, you know, had, you know, experience um, at that point of, um, and, and probably, forged actually a big part of you know who I am and how I drive forward now um, you know as a women woman at the table you know it was um, you know stretching you know my abilities and having confidence in myself to you know sit around that table and know that I deserve to be there by you know my, my ability to deliver um, and surround myself and, and quite frankly just lead with really great great teams and that was 20 years ago and the path from there has been, you know, a journey, you know, you know, a continuation of that executive trajectory across a multitude of different organizations from a, you know, privately held back into large publicly traded organizations and a variety of, um, you know, executive roles, primarily leading large business units being known as, you know, the kind of a turnaround, um, you know, queen within those organizations. I've been through 18 mergers, acquisitions, or some form of similar M&A transactions. So the need to transform and change constantly has made me very adept in the boardroom and being typically the only you know, woman at, at, at the table there, as well as, as you mentioned, some of the board um, seats I've held as well. And that is really, really impressive. And um, you know, I know the title of your book, Unstoppable, and you are unstoppable. I mean, you're, you have uh, an incredible career and a, a passionate uh, voice for all and and the what made me um you know when thinking about the podcast and made me uh, think of you right away was uh so many different parallels with women in security um women in uh, in security is not in high in high numbers as we know but i think uh, the inspiration that you bring the key lessons that um you you have gained and, and I know you've shared in your book and, and uh, you know, when you speak, um, what are some of those those key nuggets that um, you would give to a woman in security and or even across the board? Yeah, the, the title of the, you know, the book I was co-authored, uh, I co-authored, uh, but also, quite frankly, I signed, you know, what my social media hashtag unstoppable or hashtag no excuses. And that, you know, 
comes from you know my early years quite frankly have informed a lot of the way that you know i i am in business and probably and and being the you know only and the resilience that you know it has come with that is having overcome significant obstacles uh, I did cover, by the way, related to those, whether it was ageism and worried, you know, that I people would think I didn't belong because I was so young at the table and wouldn't necessarily look at, you know, the the skills I, I brought, you know, so that, that was one element. Two is because of, um, you know, the early years for me and significant challenge that I faced, I was a bit hardened in the way I appeared in, you know, in the workplace, right? I felt I had to wear a mask all the time to, you know, again, affirm my position at the, at the table and be all business all the time. You know, and there was a moment when, you know, several years into my executive leadership, I had to look pretty critically at myself with some just feedback I heard or jokes, not necessarily intended, um, you know, to, I don't think the person who'd said things to me was to change the way I delivered. It was just kind of a casual comment, but it hit me hard because I realized that it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't who, who I really was, you know? And um, so as I looked in the mirror, I realized I needed to, to shift. And so what I now share, you know, with, you know, up and coming leaders, uh, is a few things, you know, the, I bucket ties, let's say, you know, the, you know, how I would attribute my success and achievement into a few areas. So one is, I mean, you need to deliver quite frankly, right? So the ability to perform, perform well, continuous learning, develop the skills, you know, to, you know, demonstrate your right to continue to sit at the table, right? So no doubt about it, you need to perform. So first and foremost, uh, the second is around you, uh, what I talk about personal, your personal brand um, and the network that you build. And personal brand, I go back to the masks that I wore. You know, long before Brene Brown was talking about uh, vulnerability and bringing your authentic self, that was the the aha moment for me when I needed to look in the mirror. Right? Someone, you know, casually said to me, you know, that they thought I'd be the type of person who'd laugh at people who cried at movies when I explained that I had bawled watching a movie that weekend. You know, that was a moment where that was not the brand I wanted to be known for because, quite frankly, it isn't who I am. You know, so I needed to, you know, relook at how people looked at me that you know what people said about me when i wasn't in the room i needed to craft that in a very different way and i needed to act differently articulate continually my brand so i would you know you know tell your listeners you need to own the narrative you create the brand and it's not just the subject matter expertise eminence in this case insecurity you know it is much more than that it is your whole self who are you and how do you show up you know, is it with strong integrity and values? Is it about being a, you know, a, a leader who develops strong followership? Is it all of those things? Is it, you know, what you do to bring to the community, you know, not just what you're doing professionally? That right. So that that's the the brand piece. And then there's the networking with not only with intention but with great generosity as well. So as you're progressing in your career. You know, whether you're in a sales environment, you know, be intentional about who influencers are at your prospective clients, 
right? And, and reaching out to them and, but doing it from, again, you know, not the hardcore sell, but building real authentic relationships, sharing your whole self, figuring out where, you know, the um, commonalities are. But that intentionality means other things as well. So it's not just who you reach out to um, to help you with your your business. It you know, who helps you personally and professionally, and also what do you give back? That's the generosity, and and the combination of that network needs to include, you know, your coaches, those who help you with performance and skill, the mentors that share with you their insight and expertise whether they're in your industry or more broadly uh, and i'd encourage people to make sure that those mentors are across multiple functional areas and, and different businesses and lastly the sponsors who's going to advocate for you when you're not at the room within the room and last nugget and i'll try and i'm trying to be concise here but is around understanding boundaries you know, so a majority of your listeners here, I imagine, are women. And as women and as, a, as for those who've chosen to be spouses or to choose to be parents, you know, that even or, or even, quite frankly, taking care of elderly parents, whatever, you know, the, the obligations, you know, and, and commitments you have outside of work comes with the need to set boundaries. Right. So learning how to say no to things, learning to stop doing things, to outsource the things or delegate to others that don't bring you personal joy or value um, to yourself, both personally and professionally. So, again, I'll just say it quickly. So that's perform, you know, personal brand and network. And the last one is around creating some boundaries for yourself. So well said, Victoria. I mean, um, I, I know I struggle with some of those as well as we we know we wear multiple hats and, and you know, I, I certainly have have uh, a hard time saying no uh, as things come 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 along. So uh, you know I, I do I do value this these nuggets and, and I know we can all learn from them. What has been the most um, I guess the most challenging for you as you've moved throughout your career and life? Or what has been the most challenging thing for you? I I probably had multiple over my you know career. So that that life moment of looking in the mirror and realizing people saw me one way that I certainly didn't want to be known for and 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 needing to adjust um that would be one another would be quite frankly when I made the the, the transition from leading operations to going and being a general manager and executive and having accountability for clients and sales it wasn't natural for me I know I said I, I do public speaking and I and I and I'm quite an extrovert now, I had to grow into my confidence around those things. And so that was mm -hmm. a big deal for me, you know, the being all business all the time, walking in, ready to just hit the agenda hard, go into it, but realizing again that, you know, people do business with people they like and they trust and they want to do business with and, and, and that rapport and relationship, that wasn't natural for me originally. It felt extremely uncomfortable. So, you know, getting comfortable you know, with the discomfort would be another one. And then probably the, another one was, again, making that transition as I moved, progressed, you know, further and further up, you know, my career is also not, not just that when I say boundaries, but it also starts to be I'm an A-type personality. I'm sure your listeners get that pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, but, you know, the, the sense of perfectionism and wanting to control and things and at some point, you know, learning to let go and recognizing that 80% is just is just fine right you know to get things done those were all things that you know i've 
you know, been faced with in challenges and obstacles through my career? <laughs> well, the, yes, yes, and I can I can definitely relate to to them as well, uh, especially when we talk about image and you know when you're um, you know when you're taking new roles on, you're taking new challenges, and you have to kind of recalibrate um, and you know really really understand the new identity, the new you. Um, and the learning. So um, I, I learn from you every time I speak to you or I hear you uh, speak, Victoria. You know, it's great to to have you as part of our uh, women, uh, the Security Women podcast. Um, I want to uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Security Women, the podcast. You can find previous episodes plus other security-themed podcasts at canadiansecuritymag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening.